0: Welcome to season four of the Barfly Podcast. So My name is Jeff Booker, Barfly columnist for the Bay Area News Group, and author of the books Twenty Years Behind Bars and its sequel Pearl Denied.
1: So My co-host
0: and barback is Kevin Wong, editor of the online today. entertainment hub, The Marine get Dish.
1: The we'll
0: so sit back and enjoy our little day. peek behind the hospitality have industry curtain. Oh, me.
1: and don't forget to have a drink. We are excited to have Nish Nadaraja back on the podcast. Nish was one of the first employees at Yelp where he led both marketing and branding and pretty much helped make the company one of the top online review sites in the world. After leaving Yelp, he went on to a successful career as a marketing consultant, a restaurant investor, and an aspiring pickleball player. Though today, we're going to get Nish's take on the evolution and relevance of online review sites like Yelp, especially now that he's on the outside looking in. So without any further ado, welcome, Nish. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Back. Tell us first when you started with the company and go to like when you actually left.
2: So this was way back, end of 2004. I would say, you know, just in context, you know, no mobile phones. We we're using laptops, some desktops. I believe Yelp was part of an incubator at the time, mm-hmm. and there's three or four companies. I actually was working on a few different projects within the incubator, Yelp being the main one, and that sort of branched off, became its own baby. You know, very quickly I started working just on that, and again, like you said, Kevin, I was the sixth person there mostly working on marketing and what would become community. And then 2005 was the big sort of takeoff.
1: So when you and I say community, we know what that is. I don't know if most people listening knows what that is, but I mean, it was actually kind of a novel approach. And I think one of the the secret sauce to the company.
2: You know, this is again, back 2004, 2005, there were already people writing reviews in some form, what we'd call user-generated content. The idea of community still was a very nascent concept what we wanted to do was uh, create something that felt very personable but also intimate where there would be a relationship between local businesses and the people that were reviewing them we started playing around with ideas again you got to remember that facebook was launching that same year
1: was it 2004
2: 2005 twitter
1: that long ago exactly yeah. twitter
2: did not did not exist instagram of course did not exist tiktok did not exist It felt very new, this idea of creating a social network. And that's precisely what we did, partly because there weren't really that many good ones out there at the time. There's Friendster Friendster. and MySpace. We wanted to create something that felt individualistic towards this idea of local people writing about places that they like to shop at or drink at or get a service from
1: because wasn't that initially the idea was like didn't jeremy who co-founder of yelp like i think he was sick one week and was looking for recommendations for a doctor or something like that right that's
2: sort of the story sort of the story or maybe things you know have a way of
1: going but i think that's about right
2: i think he definitely was looking at this idea of how do you find an expert in something, uh, mm-hmm. a doctor in this case? The original model of Yelp was didn't really have this community focus. It was more about this idea of asking a question and getting an answer. Say Jeff would be wondering where would I get the best martini in town, which you probably do know. I did, yeah. You'd ask Kevin, and Kevin would be like, well, I'm not Don't a big martini. Jeff. You'd be like, well, I, I, I know a little bit about you know drinking, but you know my guy Nish, I'm going to invite him to the Yelp. To ask him because he's yeah. the guy who really loves martinis. So it kind of expanded that way. This idea that you'd be able to invite people to answer the question and you get this robust list mm-hmm. of people. And it could be gross. Yeah. Exactly. Part of that was a there was a side component that was a review idea where you could also write reviews just to include them of some of the other places that you wanted to go to. And that turned out to be the big thing. Right. What we found was that people were not just writing about that one place they're recommending for a martini, but they're like, well, I also like this place for martini and that place... Up the street ain't so bad either. Mm-hmm. They were not being asked these questions, so they just wanted to write and contribute content in a way. So
0: we thought we had something special there, yeah. and the, the positivity of that is is what was special, certainly about you know at the beginning. You know, I had a friend who's going to who's going to Paris, and he said the same thing to me just recently. Where would you go? And that's that whole idea where you share that it's not you don't say where you don't go, you say, where do you go? Mm -hmm. And staying on that positive note, I think was what originally attracted so many people to Yelp. Yeah, that was the thesis. It was how do you get
2: people that already like to share this sort of information on a platform? The original sort of internal tagline was word of mouth amplified. So the idea was if you could find the Kevins of the world, or the niches of the world, if you will, they're already out there telling people where to go. and, And they they get off on that. They have an ego in a good way about that. The idea was if we could give them a place to share those opinions and people that didn't even know them could benefit from that. That's where the community angle started coming in was could other people, strangers, benefit from this information and in turn compliment them, message those same people and perhaps even write their own review after they went to that martini bar.
0: Democracy in action, right? More voices that that can contribute to something that makes it better than just, you know, the one food critic on that newspaper. Absolutely. So, you know, Again, this idea was community already existed. We were looking at
2: neighborhoods. We were looking at uh, small pockets of groups like moms groups, things like that, and saying, "How do we put them in a in a more you know succinct place and connect them in some way?" And that's sort of basically social networking in a nutshell for whether it's Yelp, whether
1: it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, right? Well, and then obviously that evolved. I mean, I I, I remember or devolved. It didn't devolve yet. <laughs> no, but are getting ahead. For example, like I remember when. I first heard about Yelp, and I think I first came into contact with you as you were building it in San Francisco and beyond. It, it was just like being invited to like a cool party. And you guys were doing a lot of cool parties, which I thought was interesting. You were like, all right, we're taking the online, offline, and bringing people together. And then I was like, all right, this feels like a fraternity that I would like to be a part of, right. you know, for lack of a better way of saying it. One of the things that I noticed, though, was... I wonder if sometimes Yelp became the victim of its own success because then it got bigger and bigger and it was no longer like the alternative like cool kid. It was it, that's to so like the man that became the man.
2: You know, that took a little while. I would say that's that that was I wouldn't say it was inevitable, but I think, you know, that that's one of those cases where the first year we were probably in San Francisco and maybe four other major cities. And then second year we were in 20 I kind of went at that pace and then grew much more quickly. And by what I mean in other cities was that we had big pockets of community in specific major cities in the United States. We saw demand from cities that didn't have these burgeoning communities. We had people asking, well, you come here. So in a way, it felt really special. It extended that because we didn't have a national or international release like a Facebook would. So because of its local platform, it was able to grow what I'd call a slow growth model instead of a high growth model, where we... Essentially, you know, went by geography and then went to the biggest cities first and then kind of spread out. So that gave it a little bit more longevity in terms of that. But of course, just like with almost anything. It, you know, started as the cool kid and then sort of goes through this maturity phase. And even when I was there, you know, I was there from 2004 to 2010. It started to feel like it was getting to that point of, well, when does it jump the shark? You know, mm-hmm. And that's a debate that we can all go into at some point. But By
1: the way, jump the shark is a Happy Days reference <laughs> for anybody under... <laughs> Happy
2: Days was a TV
1: show.
2: I don't know if it's streaming right <laughs> Yeah, Sorry about that. My, my old time. <laughs> so, so I think, you know, it did have that that moment in the sun and i think we try to keep that going and mm-hmm. i think that's a lot of what I did in the early days of Yelp was not just the community management stuff but the brand building, the brand awareness Mm -hmm. how do you make this thing feel special and I think that's one of the big components of community is everyone wants to feel like they're part of something that's unique and Mm -hmm. important and I think that's what I spent a lot of time on and actually my last year at Yelp was spent more so going back and diving into how do you make Yelp relevant and important in in, in terms of positioning.
0: Which kind of brings up the next thing Mm -hmm. from the restaurant side of things since this pandemic thing has, has Ended or wherever what, whatever we're in right now. I have noticed that Yelp has become less quoted. Fewer and fewer restaurateurs talk about Yelp reviews or care about them. You know, you, you use the the term "jump the shark," but I think that there we've reached kind of a critical mass where people aren't taking it as as seriously as as not as maybe not seriously, but it's not the the dead in the water kind of thing that can happen. And yeah, a great example nice. is a, I think this uh, musician who just had a problem up in Napa, where I think a few years ago that would have exploded. Into a huge story where now you know Yelp barely gets a mention in it.
2: I think some of the LPR people might be happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's some correlation between me leaving in 2010. You know, it's slow you know,
0: demise, <laughs> I'm sure. But um,
2: in, in seriousness, yeah, it's been it's been 10, 12 years, right? In, in that time, and the world has changed. Like I said, when I started at Yelp, mobile phones didn't exist, and of course that became the main way that any app really succeeds now, right? And would launch, you know, whereas Yelp launched as a website and benefited from tremendous SEO, uh, where the reviews would get picked up. That was a whole different sort of challenge when you moved to the app world. So I think a lot of factors contributed. One, the idea of humans being kind of shitty more pervasive on the internet. We yeah. saw that happen thanks to a past president. We saw that just the whole climate of how Facebook and Twitter lit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start, I think people started to get numb in a way and realize that, okay, Yelp is... Certainly not great in some ways, but it's just humans reacting, sometimes poorly, being humans. Um, I do think that, you know, over time, I mean, obviously there's Google reviews, there's other places that you can contribute local reviews. And then, of course, just reviews of products on Amazon, you know, so you see that sort of behavior all over the place, where people have very strong opinions. And, you know, most people don't get on a platform and write a three star review, they're getting on and writing a one star, or five star. But I definitely would agree with you that Yelps over the years, you know, especially being based in the Bay Area, I, I still feel that it's kind of Taking a backseat. And
0: mainly in the restaurant bar community. I think in some other communities, it's
1: different. Like if, you're I think if you're looking for a plumber for a auto- comer, like, like, right, that's that's mechanic, yeah, I yeah. still would go to Yelp. Yeah, for, absolutely.
2: Yeah. That's a whole other side yeah. of it. Staying focused, you know, knowing you guys on the restaurants and bars and that sort of world, you know, Instagram came out of nowhere in a way. And I think that really had a a big effect too. I don't think people thought about it. I don't think the founders thought about it. This idea of just sharing photos was something that Yelp could pretty quickly replicate, but it became something else entirely. And it wasn't just obviously food and drink, but it was the idea of the rise of the influencer and things like that, that sort of became something bigger than itself, where it became much more about the person and not just like the place. And I think Yelp being local kind of contributed to where on Instagram I could take a photo of me wearing something from J. Crew or Gucci and also take a photo of going out for a good meal. Whereas on Yelp it was a much more limited sort of experience. It became a, a bigger place for expression. And also Instagram was something that was very positive. Most people were yeah. posting positive photos. It was not here's the cockroach at (laughs) joining on that, right? Typically. (laughs) And that would be, you know, as we know, something that might have shown up on Yelp. A lot of things were kind of coming together over the last ten years that kind of affected Yelp. And I think, you know, Instagram, obviously TikTok, the social world has changed a lot, but I also think people's Tolerance has changed a lot.
0: And some other platforms, I mean, basically all they are is negativity where they feed on that and it becomes, you know, it could be horrible. I'm not going to mention any names, but it could be horrible. And you, <laughs> and you don't want to dip your toe into that sometimes because the backlash from that can be extreme. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. The political environment has created some of that too. But I always say in the restaurant business that the one thing about making rules or trying to regulate anything is as soon as you try and do that, people start trying to game the system. You see that also with Yelp where, yeah. you know, people started jumping on and, and giving fake reviews, mm-hmm. or the pictureless review that slams their com- competitor or whatever it is. And it's hard to navigate that as, uh, as a person, and also not something that the average person I think wants to participate in.
2: It's a challenge. I think any social network has this huge challenge around how do you monitor and how do you make sure, you know, there's some sense of fairness and balance that's out there. And you know, they have Thousands of people working on this, not just at Yelp, but, you know, obviously the the bigger social networks out there, you know, so we don't see it as much, uh, but when it pops up, it becomes a story of some sort. Right. And it's a tricky one. I think Yelp, you know, went through a phase where they were definitely public enemy number one for a lot of small businesses. And I think that's a hard thing to get over. There's not a lot of sympathy to be like, well, geez, they've been kind of out of the limelight for a bit. Let's give them a pat on the back now. They haven't done anything to kind of Come back right. and give us a reason to care about them as much. I think that's that's my biggest problem with Yelp is that after Kevin left, you know, after I left. <laughs>
1: you just lost all interest uh, in that. <laughs> you know, there, there's a bit
2: of, you know, there's change that happens from yeah. the old guard. But I think there's a lot of the soul that was originally there. It, it wasn't as required, I'll say. That's the, probably the most diplomatic thing I could say. It became more of a machine of being able to run. And I think for a while, Yelp probably benefited from
1: that model too. Well, one of the things, I don't think I'm giving away any like corporate secrets there, but you better uh, not. We'll hear from the lawyers. I know, yeah. I was like, please. Uh, one thing that was uh, repeated often in, you know, marketing meetings and, and whatnot was something called protect the source. I guess translation protect the source was protect the reviewer You on know, the rights of the reviewer and what they freedom of speech, what they want to say about a business. I thought they were protecting the wrong source. I thought it should have been the business. Owner that they should be protecting, especially since given the business model is they're making money off of business owners, you know, who are advertising on the site and stuff like that. Of course, you want not impede on anybody's you know opinion on what they think of a business but i don't know that 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 was something that uh, never really sat well with me
2: it's again a a tough one i mean i'll go back to that idea that no business ever complained about a five-star review
1: i (laughs) I think it comes up when it's a negative review
2: and that's 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 what we're talking about i think right right? is that one or two-star review or obviously something you know very insightful within the 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 content of the review itself so the protect the source one is a, a tough one for me We also had this idea of this bullseye of what is at the center of why Yelp exists. And I think. Jeremy and Russ, the other co-founder, I got to sit down with them early on and we debated a lot of this idea. We looked at the site small businesses, we looked at, you know, of course investors, we looked at the, the press. We looked who's who's the most important. And in the end we were like, it had to be the users, the members of the site who are writing reviews. The challenge was I don't think anyone debated it once we figured out that was the bullseye. It was just more how do you make sure that they're playing in a fair way. Right. I think that's that's what we're really debating. It's not necessarily protecting the source. If the source is being balanced, you know, treating people with some sort of respect, being very factual, that sort of idea, I don't think we have as much of a problem. Obviously, some businesses are going to complain. But I think by and large, those fall by the wayside. I actually might defend the protect the source mm-hmm. idea. 10 years later, as you know, I'm involved in a handful of restaurants in San Francisco. I'm friends with way more bartenders and restaurant folks than I am from the other side. And I, I get it. And I was friends with these folks back in the day when I was at Yelp. And I think that's why it worked so well there. That was actually one of my favorite things was to help dissipate and explain how Yelp worked. I think in the end of the day, you have a lot of smart people that end up reading reviews, whether it's on Yelp or not. And they, they see through some of the the really crazy ones. In fact, I think sometimes that inspires them to be like, "I've got to go check this place out." Yeah. You know, this person sounds like bonkers. I feel bad enough when I see a restaurant, especially some of the smaller ones, struggling as they are, just to keep staff, you know, get people in there to enjoy a meal, and then have someone have a negative experience. It doesn't make anyone feel great. I don't think it makes anyone at Yelp feel great either.
1: Well, I always that again for me was uh, as much as I liked the job for a while. That the challenging parts for me were. Two sides on flip sides, actually, is, you know, when you have a business owner said, you know, asking you how come this positive review got filtered, we had canned responses that we could give, but I never really felt 100% because sometimes I just didn't know. And I'd look at it. And I'm like, I don't understand. If I was a business owner, I'd be upset too flip side is with like the Yup Elite program, the original influencers, if you will, that's something that you have to be nominated for and then selected for to be part of this annual thing. Every year you have to do it. And then if uh, somebody who was a very prolific reviewer and uh, active participant on the site, they don't get their badge renewed for the next year. And then they're coming up to me saying like, as the community directors saying, why did I not get renewed? I thought I was doing everything right. I don't have the right answer for that. And so that for me, like I felt like sometimes there was a transparency issue there that I don't know if maybe the company's gotten better at it. But while I was there in my time, I was like, those are both valid questions and I I wish I had a better answer for
2: you. You know, whether there's a a good answer or not, I might have a little bit more into what happened over there. I'm in that same boat. Like, you know, there's a lot that was a little bit opaque and it was on purpose. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we built the system where even a, a, we, we'd like to see even a co-founder couldn't get into it and, and mess around with taking down reviews, partly as a fault, right? That's, we, we wanted to kind of make sure that we stayed honest. I think it's just hard. It gets convoluted when emotions run high. Yeah. And you start seeing that you understand that there's an algorithm, quote unquote, at yeah. work, and people are looking at reviews to te- double check them in some form when they get flagged, but it doesn't happen quick enough, you know, and I, I, I see it happen, of course, on other sites as well. And, you know, it, it's it's, a lot, it's, very personal when it's on Yelp, and it's a business that we, we all know when, when we're, we're friends with a lot of these folks. I think that's that's partly led to, you know, Yelp's overall not necessarily demise or like, you know, just like it's it's just out there because they never came back with a great answer mm-hmm. to explain it. People kind of just let it go. It wasn't like they're not using it as much. it's there. Like you said, Jeff, it's you're just not hearing about it. You know, people are still writing reviews. It just doesn't seem it's popping up as much. You're not hearing the chatter as you want. Well,
0: once people were. aren't reacting to reviews as strongly as they were. Yep. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because people could do this kind of weird overreaction yeah. to the three star review where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's still pretty darn good.
2: You get enough people like kevin who worked at the company and over time not even saying anything good or bad but just being like yeah you know i just couldn't even figure out some of this it seeps out over time
0: and couldn't explain it to somebody who's asking
2: right and i think that's a challenge and again i I get also the perspective of the model is kind of protected from that not like kfc's secret like that but you know that that sort of idea you know google had the same problem with their algorithm and getting you know Figured out in, in their own challenges around search. But
1: using a word like algorithm to a restaurant owner is just sort of like. Right. right. Well, right. algorithms yeah. become a bad
0: word. Right. Yeah. right. And, and like much like, yell, I mean, in some cases, Yelp has, yeah. right? Absolutely. And People and don't say Yelp good, them. they say Yelp bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I, I do yeah. think that I'm not.
2: Trying to move the topic I know I've asked you this before, like in my semi-retirement, especially from Yelp. And now that I'm up in Marin, I'm like, hey, do you know who the community manager is, if there is one up here in the North Bay? And you're like, let me see if I can find out. And to me, it's a bummer. I used to love knowing who these people were. And admittedly, I was at one point part of this organization. But even way past when I left 2010, I knew people, different cities I'd visit. I'd be like, hey, who's the community manager in LA? Let me go look them up, that sort of thing. It felt really personal. I met plenty of Yelpers, just regular people that would do the same thing that felt like they could reach out to people in another city. And I thought that was really magical. I don't know if that's happening as much.
1: Well, I I think COVID uh, impacted that a little bit because you couldn't do as many in-person events, obviously.
2: That's true. That's one of the big things too for for the Yelp Elite events, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But just in general, for anyone to get out and socialize, I think was always a challenge for
0: the last two years. And we're getting back. One of the great original things about Yelp, and this this certainly impacts from the media side of it, is one of the things that you read was certainly like magazines and that sort of thing. You read, you know, we just did a best of Thing. And you, should, you read some of those, and there's a lot of skepticism about that, because some in some of them, you can see there's an ad, and there's the person who won the award. And mm-hmm. you can't, as a consumer, not make that correlation. But the correlation is, did they pay for that? And maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Most of the time, they haven't. But the the appearance of that is troubling. And that's what was so refreshing about Yelp at the beginning, is it wasn't that. It was Joe Blow down the street It's these people having real experiences and talking about them in a way that re- that everyone could relate to. And I think, I've, you know, that's changed a lot now. It's It doesn't feel the same anymore. I can't really put my finger on it.
2: I, I don't feel I, I've actually I still use Yelp. Actually. As do I. I um, um, and yeah. when I'm going to a new restaurant, if gone to, there's some places I haven't <laughs> been. Right? When I do go, I love reading the positive reviews. I, I will look if there are some negative ones. I vote on them. And sometimes I'll compliment some person. Very rarely do I get an interaction back, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I wish, from a product standpoint, Yelp did better. This goes back to the community days, and what mm-hmm. I think we did well with the Yelp Elite was this idea of responding back and forth to people, like this. An, idea an open dialogue, an not open just dialogue. On one side. Not just from the business owner, right. mm-hmm. but if I said hey, Kevin B, this is great uh, pizza recommendation. My wife and I decided to go there because of you. That's a pretty good feeling. I just don't think that the product evolved enough to make it clear that Kevin could have a chance to react back to me and maybe even
0: say, you should check out the wine bar next door afterwards. Right. You know, That's a great recommendation. Well, it's the Facebook thing. The whole Facebook thing is exactly that conversation where right. it goes off tangent. Yeah, we've
2: all been on them together yeah, right. talking about that. And I I'm sure all three of us have been like, this should be on Yelp. It's not, but I think that is
1: part of that. I still, to this day, even though I'm not with the company, but still get referred to as like the Yelp guy (laughs) or whatever. But now that I'm not with Yelp, when I talk to business owners, they're a lot friendlier to me. But um, (laughs) that being said is business owners or people who aren't business owners come up to me and say like oh yelp does this like whole extortion thing with like advertising like if and if you don't advertise with us we'll take down a review i can honestly say in the eight years i was there i never witnessed that people like they'll they'll roll their eyes they're like oh yeah that's what you're saying i can honest to god you know hand on the bible say nope I I never, never, ever witnessed that. And I've heard people talk about it, but I've never seen it. And I don't know if you still get those questions. Yeah, I I still
2: do. I don't get them as much, to your point, Jeff, uh, that it just isn't coming up. Never saw it. You know, I had a, a slightly different purview into it. And, you know, I don't think it was ever just wasn't built that way. I mean, I think that's there's a nobility around it, I think. To some extent, Jeremy, um, who's the main founder there, is a relatively quiet co-founder, and at, at some point, kind of has taken not as, he hasn't gone out as much and vocalized and hasn't fought for this as much. And maybe that's a good thing too, but it's kind of put you know a little bit more quiet in some ways. I do think that. There, it, it's still worth defending. I think it's a really important part. I think I've, I've heard recently. I, I do keep up with some of the people that are still at Yelp. A banner revenue year, so I think advertising is working for them still. Yeah. Um. So perhaps it is still chugging along in some form. Maybe restaurants and bars. You know, we're seeing less of the chatter and the socialness around it. Uh, Kevin, to your point about like the plumbers and the doctors um, and the accountants that might be advertising and real estate agents. I think those things. Start to matter a lot. I will say I've been using it. We recently moved into a house up here in San Anselmo, had a new deck recently done, put some shrubs in. You got to come by. You guys got to come check it (laughs) out sometime. There is a feature that they pretty much like an ask a quote sort of feature. I've used it at least five or six times, and it's always worked out where I found someone really, really pretty solid to do the work. And I got a decent amount of bids back. It's this idea of Yelp as a transaction platform where you're asking for a quote and getting people back, or you're making a reservation. You know, they, they have their own version of Resi or OpenTable. And I think they've tried to figure out how you can make money off of that too. So it's quietly doing its thing where it might not come up as chatter. People might not, might not be as upset about this review versus that review, but they're still looking up the place and making sure they're checking for patterns of anything just to make sure it's pretty good and then they might be like, oh here are the hours so they're still benefiting from using some of the information on there sometimes they're making reservations sometimes they're doing that sort of thing right so yeah. i think yelp still has this presence here i do wonder if they regret not
0: taking that google offer way back in the day <laughs> um but you know they're not the new kid on the block. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they can't stick. You know, just like in the restaurant business, we talk about it all the time on the show that that some of these old restaurants that have been around forever are still great. And they're still mm-hmm. chugging along, but people aren't talking about them yeah. the same way they talk about the new thing. That doesn't mean they're not good and they're not valuable and they won't stick around. I mean, Yelp could easily outlast whatever this new, the next new platform is, right? I, I
2: think they have... They have a chance. I think there's a bunch of product things that they could be playing around with. This idea of VIPs or regulars. And I think that's sort of still, to me, like a theme that I wanted to pursue more at Yelp was with the Yelp Elite even, where this idea was you would have a relationship with your customers. Not just about your customers. You'd actually have a relationship. You you know, know, the the idea of the regular was a big part of us at the beginning. And it it still, it, it got overshadowed. But the idea was, I know this person now, even though He's not like a Kevin or an issue introduces themselves and says, hi, and you get to know him that way. We wanted even like that shy person who wrote a review to be like, wait, I know that person right. and then be able to say, Hey, thanks for the review. And to create that idea. I think with the data that they've collected over time, data might be a dirty word. You, I think it's still valuable. I think there's some interesting things they could do to go back to restaurants and win them back over and say, we haven't done everything perfectly for you. And there's not necessarily, you might not want to advertise, but wouldn't you want to figure out a way to talk to some of the people that have really taken the time to write great reviews about you over the years, get them back in there. I still have hope because I think, because restaurants give me hope and small businesses give me hope. So I think that's what I think Yelp was about in the beginning. And I think it's kind of lost its way, just like a lot of big companies have kind of lose track of what they're originally trying to do in the first place.
1: So don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today.
0: Please join us next time when we welcome Jeff the modern master, the owner and proprietor of Speakeasy Ricky's and the Boardroom. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening.
1: Have a drink on.